0: If you'll bow with me. Father, it comes this time to bring the message. I know it's my voice, but may it be your word. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So last week we talked about sharing our faith, telling our story. And one one of the things that we did was we walked through a story out of a book by Bill Hybels called Just Walk Across the Room. It was a Muslim gentleman who was in a room, and, and he was in his normal, kind of off to the side, nobody was talking to him, and there was a, someone who left his group that he was comfortable with and talking with, and all he did was walk across the room and introduce himself. And he said, hey, hi, I'm Mike. And you are, you're not Mike? Yeah. What, what's your name? Clark. Clark. Well, it's nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? Mission Society. The Mission Society? Well, you know, I don't know very much about the Mission Society. Can we go have a cup of coffee or in two weeks on a Friday go have lunch? And you can tell me a little about that. It's a date. All right. We actually will meet in <laughs> two weeks. On. <laughs> Clark's one of my accountability brothers. <laughs> but that's kind of what he did, right? The, the story, he, he went up to the guy and he didn't know anything about Islam and he wanted to know about Islam, so he just said, can we have coffee? I don't know anything about Islam. Can you tell me about this religion? Because I don't know. And he legitimately wanted to know about that faith because he didn't know about it. And over the course of many meetings, the Muslim gentleman was introduced to Christ. Because at some point, the conversation went from just one way to, well, tell me about your faith. And, and Christ moved in that to transform a life. Sharing of faith is not as complicated as we sometimes like to make it. If we're willing to share what God has done in our life with somebody else, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about telling our story and sharing our faith. Walk to Emmaus, uh, this is totally there, <laughs> I don't walk to Emmaus, but it's abso- I love the way that they put it. They said, make a friend, be a friend, introduce your friend to Christ. Keeping it simple. And that introduce your friend to Christ piece isn't heavy handed. It's just over the course of a conversation, if if you're legitimately interested and engaged in getting to know somebody, that's just going to come up along the way. So that's how, that's the how of it. Make a friend, be a friend, introduce your friend to Christ. So today I'm moving into, into Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 11. See, if we're going to show Christ to people in our lives, then then there's a couple of things that are important for us to grab hold of. We need to begin from a place of humility, a place where we're on equal footing, a place where we are are humble. And enter into that with compassion, with caring. I I really do want to know more, you know. I know some about the Mission Society because we've talked some about it, but, but I do want to know more about the Mission Society. I want to know more about what's going on at Discover Point Church. That's part of what being in an accountability uh, group is about, is getting to know each other, support each other. And I want to get to know uh, my friends in that way. And it's absolutely critical to carry a heart of gratitude and thankfulness for what God has done for <coughs> us, with us, everywhere that we go you think about it, this it's an incredible, incredible gift that we are chosen people. Let that resonate for a minute. God chose you. You are chosen people. And that's repeated in, in Peter's letter. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. You are chosen to be Holy and dearly loved by God. I think sometimes we forget who God is. See, God created everything. Galaxies, cosmos, all that is. God created it all. And he chose you. Lynn, Sean, Kit. Chose you. You are a chosen people. And in these days, this current era of judgment and separation and rejection and conflict among so many, we have a real opportunity. We have a real opportunity to reach people by following the pattern of Jesus Christ. By following who he was. Serving and loving people as they are and where they are. We're forgiven, so we forgive. We are loved, so we love others. Again, it's not a complicated process. We've received grace, so we extend grace to those around us and others in our life. We have a peace that passes understanding, so we're able to share that peace with others. It's incredible, it's It's beyond belief to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And sharing our story is simply telling people about that. Telling people what God has done in my life. How he's changed my heart. How he's moved in and through and around. A recovering drug addict and alcoholic whose life was completely out of control. Who wanted death. Is standing before you giving glory to a God who loves him anyway. Loves him anyway. Doesn't matter. Forgive. I'm forgiven. Look to your neighbor and tell him, I'm forgiven. You know why? Because you are. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Share that with somebody else in your life. Share that love and that grace that God has extended to you and it will move hearts to new places. People can't stay the same when the Holy Spirit moves in their heart. They can't. They can try, but they won't because the Holy Spirit will keep on them and go, hey, 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 I love you. Hey, you can't, you can run, but you can't hide. Hey, glad to have you back. Hey, love you, John. You know, the Holy Spirit is, is not gonna stop. You know who has more energy, you or God. take a wild guess really there's only about five of you who know (laughs) who has more energy God God! and it ain't even close it's not even (laughs) in the ballpark create something for me quick (laughs) no takers (laughs) and look what God does Tell people about this love and grace and forgiveness that you've received. Just tell them. Share it with them. Make a friend. Be a friend. Introduce your friend to Christ. Build authentic relationships and then let God shine through you. Build authentic. Now there's a word for you. It's a key word. Authentic. As in real. Real. As in relationships with depth and meaning. As in not just surface. As in you be you for him. Be who you are. Be who you are for him. And this is a challenge for us in our current time. But if we're ever going to reach the people that are at the margins. The people we talk about wanting to reach. If we really want to reach them. Then we have to be willing to get uncomfortable to go to those places. If this is the world. Someday I'll make a slide of this. This is the world, and the church is in the world, but not of the world. We don't want to just be in the center of the church. We want to be where the church and the world meet. That's the margins. People don't know Jesus. Do people need to know Jesus? Yeah. So where are we going to get to meet people who don't know Jesus? In the center of the church? No. It's going to have to go. We're going to have to go to them. One of the problems that has happened within the church is that folks have come to us for so long we think they're going to keep coming. We've got to go to them. What do we tell them? What do we tell them? Jesus loves you. Jesus loved me. Let me tell you about what Jesus... Uh, Brad. Be rad. Artie, yeah. Tell people what God's done in your life. And God will do the rest. It's up to God. Who changes people's hearts? The Holy Spirit. Do you? What's your part? Share. Show up and share. Show up and share. Be aware of opportunities and grab hold of them. And just share what God has done in your life. The gospel of Jesus Christ requires much of us. See, this gospel means our lives are going to reflect the love of God in everything we do. Everything we do. We reflect where we stand with our Lord and Savior. What we really believe, authentically believe. Next, from how we treat our family to how we treat our friends to how we treat those strangers in our lives, to those folks that we don't know yet, to how we treat people on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is the easy part, amen? The rest of it's harder. But we're supposed to live this gospel, this grace and forgiveness that we have received, bringing us to a level of humility that we want other people to experience it. Friends, family, You know where else it extends to? Social media. Cut off a quiet in here. (laughs) Be who you are. Stand for what you stand for. But it is never necessary to be a name caller or to throw flames at people. Ever. You're conservative, be conservative. You're progressive, be progressive. But the stuff going on right now on social media, don't participate in it. Amen? Social media matters. And even, we're supposed to carry the gospel even to those quiet places. It may just be Me at home on my computer. And what I do on the internet. And if you struggle with that, you're not alone. And more than willing to help with that. Because it's not uncommon. And the enemy wants to convince us, oh, nobody will understand. You don't have to deal with that. You just keep doing it. It's okay. It's a lie from Satan. We support one another. We are uh, the body of Christ united. We are, uh, Joe Spanx, dear friend, uh, he's he's about 80-something years old. You know, what? I'm a child of God. Child of God. That's who we are. We're children of the king. Daughters of the king. Sons of the king. That's who we are. We don't have to do this thing alone. In fact, we'll be unsuccessful if we try to. Don't let the enemy lie to you. But if we make the choice to live out this idea that we talk about here of being an imperfect people seeking and serving the one who is perfect. Right? Anybody in here perfect? (laughs) We are an imperfect people seeking and serving the one who is perfect. What we want, our, our vision, and we'll talk more about this going forward, our vision is to be a church of inspiration. We want to inspire people to fulfill God's call in their life. Whatever that might be, we want to inspire. Them. Now, there's two, two, two things about that. One is we know without a doubt that God wants to be a, have a relationship with everybody. That's a, he, that's a calling in our life. We want people to get saved. But we also know each of us as spiritual gifts, talents, Passions, those are things that God has given to us. So here at Arbor Point, we're going to develop a, a process that helps you to discover what those are so that you can take those and live them out. want to inspire people to fulfill God's call in their life. Because if we'll do that, it'll blow the doors off. In fact, the door should be blown off because we're supposed to be out there. But, but it'll move people and move their hearts. God has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, a familiar passage to many. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. God has a plan. All we got to do is align with it. Align with it. And I, for one, am really looking forward. I'm excited about what God's already doing in and and through this place, and, and I'm just looking forward to what he does. You know, it's just a cool thing to watch people become who God is calling them to be. From a day school getting getting started to, to a coffee house that we're looking towards in the future, to all of the things that we're looking at, at as our future here at Arbor Point to be in the world, but not of it, to be serving people, reaching people at the margins, to be uh, supporting one another in all that we do. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be awesome. Now, that kind of movement doesn't happen by... Osmosis, you don't just kind of go, man, I wish that would happen. It comes from an intentional decision to show Christ's love in specific ways. It requires our passage, both our words and our deeds. See, we tend to want folks to find Christ in what we do so that we don't have to say anything because when we talk to people, they might reject us and that might hurt my feelings and and that's uncomfortable. So I'm gonna help you and hope that you notice that I'm helping you, but I'm never gonna tell you about God in my life. That's what we tend to do. Sharing of faith requires actions have to be there. But we need to be available to share too. But don't complicate, right? What do we do? We tell people what God has done in our lives. We don't have to be a browbeat or, or, or anything else, you know. Let me tell you what God's done in my life, how, how he's changed and how his love has made a, a difference for me. Okay, Mike, so what do we do then? What are some steps? Well, I do have a few. The first is, ask yourself, and when you look at your life and you start thinking about your life, ask yourself, what is a situation in my life that needs God's love, where God's love needs to be a part of it? What, what's a situation in my life? It could be work, could be home, could be anywhere. What, what is a, a, a situation where, where that, uh, that needs God's, God's touch, God's love? And then think through and pray about Your action plan. What am I going to do about that? And then follow through and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. And know this. uh, Sometimes, as you can see, sometimes it's not going to work. We're going to fall short. We're going to fail. Now, you know a little bit about my story. See, I wanted very much for God to reach down with the magic and go, Mike, you're okay. And he didn't do that. Instead, he did this. He blessed me with personal failure of such a magnitude that the only answer, the only answer was God's deliverance. I failed completely. And what did God do? He delivered me. He redeemed me. He reconciled me. He raised me up. Not like the Falcons. Way better. That's who God is. If you've had failure in your life, if you've had struggle, welcome. You're in the right place. And know this, that God will work things out to his glory always. It's who God is. It's what he does. Don't let anything keep you from following where God would take you. This sharing of faith thing is powerful. So be authentic. Be like Christ. Be like Christ. Jesus wasn't concerned with gender. Wasn't concerned with status. Wasn't concerned with nationalism. Or wasn't concerned with nationality. He encountered people in need. He met them in that place. Did what he could to help them. That's a philosophy we can embrace. Identify those in need. Do for others what you would have them do for you. Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets. So let me close with this. In your bulletin, you have a little uh, outline. (coughs) Excuse me. And the basics are this. What it talks about is the first part is what my life was like before I knew Jesus. And then the second part is kind of a what happened. What, what was, was there an event for me? I know I, I remember 16 years old praying uh, prayer of salvation in the basketball bleachers for a basketball game. But let me tell you another story that's just every bit as important. A lot of folks grow up in the church. Kind of always been in the church. You know? That story... It's important, because there's a lot of people who need your story, who don't need my story. A friend of mine was at at a men's retreat, and he used to make the comment, man, I wish I had a story like yours. (laughs) 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 No, no, you really really don't. And we finally convinced him to tell his story, because he's just kind of off solid. He was solid his whole life. He was involved in the church, raising a good family, all of that stuff. And when he gave his testimony at that men's retreat, more people came up to him to talk to him about how, yeah, me too, than come up, ever came up to me. Your story matters. Your story matters. Sometimes we get lost in, well, it, I don't have all the ups and downs and sides. It's not exciting. Well, most people's story probably isn't all that exciting. We all go through stuff, though. And God is with us through it. People need to know what God has done in your life. So you share that love and that grace and that forgiveness that he has given to you. You give that to other people. Your story is critically, critically important. And the last part is what life was, has become like after accepting Christ. So it's kind of a, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. And this is in Acts 22, Paul gives us this as a model. Verse 3, Paul talks about, 22 verse 3 says, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, brought up in this city, zealous, persecuted people of the way, arrested, both men and women, throwing them into prison. That's who he was before. And then he's headed to persecute further on the road to Damascus, and God just blinds him and says, dude, bam! You might not have said dude. He did say, bam. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Blinded him. And he said, hey, who's this? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that you persecute. Who, who, who am I persecuting? I'm Jesus. Whoa. Turned him around. That was what happened for him. And then in the, the next part of the chapter in, in 22, he, starts, he, he explains that the after for him is he was sent to the Gentiles in order to be the apostle to the Gentiles. It's a model for us. See, people need your story. I want you to say something with me and mean this. People need my story. Say it loud and proud. Ready? People need my story. Do you believe it? You know why? It's true. People need your story. So take that form. Work. It doesn't have to be that form. I just want, you know... In the fall, we're starting a core curriculum, and we're going to come back to this concept of, of sharing our story, always being ready to defend our, our, the hope we have in Christ, always being ready to defend that hope that we have in Christ. We're going to come back to that when we start our core curriculum, because this is that important, to learn how to share who we are with others so that they can get to know who this Jesus is. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, uh, come up and talk to me, because I would love to spend as much time as it takes. To help you to to come to know him. Because he's awesome. He's awesome. He does incredible, incredible things in our lives. Holy Spirit, I don't know what I'd do without it. So again, keep it relatively simple. Make a friend, be a friend, introduce your friend to Christ. Make a friend. If we'll do that, God will do the rest. You'll bow with me. Father, as we conclude this morning and offer up more praise to you, I pray that if there is anyone who needs some help along this way, that you would give them the courage to reach out. If they don't know you, that they would come to know you. Father, we want to honor you in this place. We want to be the people you've called us to be. So bring that about in Jesus' name. Amen.